Hey, everybody. Episode number eight. The Ocho. The Ocho. Feels good. Welcome back. Hi, Kevin. Hello. Got a very exciting show today. We have uh, Heather Wasilowski. I have to ask her. Wasilowski. Wasilowski. Yeah. Oh, she's gonna already dislikes me already. She doesn't uh, expect anybody to be able to or spell well, it. We have the very charming Heather Wasilowski to come talk about the topping tree. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, we went to a concert last night. We sure did. For the first time in years, we went to a concert together. Yeah. Yeah. Brand new at Oma Gang Brewery. Yeah. We're gonna get into a little of that, but uh, I gotta ask you, what's the best concert? You've ever seen that wasn't at a festival? It wasn't a festival. It wasn't a festival. I gotta tell you, I've been to some good ones, but it might have been last night. Yeah, I think it might have been. Really? Yeah, I enjoyed myself. The sleeper, Weird Al Yankovic at the War Memorial, Gangsters Paradise era. I'm leaving the podcast. You <laughs> to cast, folks. We're back. Get used to it. trying to push join the club because it works on multiple levels that's true but uh but you know i'm I'm for any good slogan that i think makes me laugh on the inside that one makes me laugh um so yeah let's let's talk about the omegang brewery a little bit because uh we went to that brand new concert last night and i gotta tell you that you, that was a, you think that might have been the best single concert you've ever seen? I am very, very biased because I love Brand New. Yeah. I've seen them a lot, and I saw them Saturday night, too. And uh, last night, Sunday, they were even better, and they played so many like so many good old songs. I like both of the bands that they were playing with, and it was... I love the venue, too. I'm getting mm-hmm. really such a cool place to see a show. I wish their beer was better. They can't really touch Saranac. No. I'm the only one I like. They've no. got one IPA that was, like, drinkable, but the rest was hot garbage. I enjoyed the Cooperstown Ale. That was all right. Yeah. Uh, but I didn't get a chance to try the brand-new beer that they had, whatever mm-hmm. the... Yeah, the, that was the sold co-op out. beer, yeah. That was sold out immediately. Uh, and can I, let's talk, before we get into Cooperstown, thing, and I want to bring this up to you, and maybe the listeners will appreciate this as well. Both of them. When I... Both listeners... <laughs> When I tell people I went to go see a band, they say, who'd you go see? I say, brand new. Oh, More often than not, people look at me like, duh. Well, tell me, I was at a family thing earlier in the week, and I was like, oh, yeah, you know, I'm going to this concert this weekend. Some people are like, who are you going to see? I'm like, brand new. Now, imagine trying to explain that to, like, some 60-year-old folks, and it's even harder than (laughs) just regular people. My, it's tough. Um, my mom my mom is the same way. She has no idea who brand new is. No. Uh, and she gets jealous when other parents are more up on stuff than she is. Uh, one of my very close friends, his mom is super hip. Mm-hmm. Like, and she's in on all the bands. And she yeah. came to Brooklyn to see a Hot Chip concert with us. Oh, nice. And when my mom heard about this, she was infinitely jealous. What would your mother do at a hot chip Nothing. concert in Brooklyn? She wouldn't do anything. Lose her mind. She'd be very <laughs> Your mom was there last night. She would have been so worried um, about everybody. But I, I do have some points I want to make about uh, the show itself Okay. and the brewery. Uh, one, I've never been to the Omegang Brewery before last mm-hmm. night's show. Yeah. Uh, and I didn't go into the brewery at all. I don't know what the brewery itself is like. I don't even let you during the concerts, to be honest with you. Um, so I'm going strictly on the concert setup. Mm-hmm. I actually thought it was a really, really enjoyable venue to yeah. watch a performance. It's a great concert venue. Really cool Great venue. concert venue. Um, I really enjoyed the sound. The sound was tight. Mm-hmm. Uh, it felt really good. It felt intimate, even though there were so many people there. Yeah. It, it, well, it's nice the way they set it up. It almost feels like it's a festival of some sort, because it's it outside, does. and you've got you know, the, like, the banks of food trucks and yep. all the different stuff like that. But it's still small enough to be you know big and small at the same time, because you're right, it did feel intimate. Why you mentioned it too? The food was surprisingly good. I got uh, I got the deviled eggs, which I know. What? I said that you know I said this to you last night. Not ignoring the fact that people who are who are putting on a concert are selling deviled eggs, making the choice. We're like, all right, guys, let's get the food together for this weekend. So what are we gonna make? We're gonna make this and this. Oh yeah, let's make some deviled eggs. Who is the person that goes to an outdoor concert in the middle of summer when it's eighty five degrees? Goes to the food vendor, looks at the menu, and says. 
Yeah, I'll take the deviled eggs. That seems legit. Me. I'm that guy. I guess <laughs> so. I'm the guy. I walked up. I said, deviled eggs, huh? They said, yeah. I said, all right. I'll take some deviled eggs. And she looked at me. And I must have been like one of the few people who got them because she yeah, was sort of like... All right, it's okay. So, so they're selling like you know pulled pork sandwiches, chicken sandwiches, mac and cheese, like gyros. Oh yeah, and deviled eggs. I thought the eggs were good, man. They were solid. <laughs> uh, someone else got the mac and cheese, and that was actually quite good as yeah. well. I enjoyed that. Um, you mentioned a little bit about the beer. It was fine, honestly. By the time we got to the show, uh-huh. I had had so much beer. We had a lot of Utica clubs on the way up. Yes, and Black Velvet. It's true. I did. It's true. I just want to let both listeners know that we took our friend's uh, big party bus up. We didn't do this while we were driving in a vehicle. Or anything of course, like that. of course. Uh, which, by the way, another thing I wanted to mention, uh, the party bus that we took up there. Yeah. Uh, I know it's not for hire because it says strictly on the side, not for hire. Yeah, wink, wink. So if anybody from the New York State Department of Transportation is listening, that bus is not for not hire. Not for hire. Um, but the idea of going on a bus like that is, yeah. that's the way to go, man. That well, made things so much easier. It was great because nobody has to worry about driving. Nobody has to cram in. What did we have, 14 people on the bus, I think, yesterday that went up? Yeah, about 14. You know, there yeah. were two sinks. There's a people. fridge on there, a microwave TV. Like, it was just, it was the perfect way to go to something like that. And then it gives you kind of like a base camp for if you're tailgating before an event. And we'd been kind of negative because we had heard... Uh, grossly exaggerated rumors that there was no air conditioning and it was going to be sweltering. Well, there was no air conditioning. When that bus wasn't moving, like when we were parked at the gas station, I thought that we were all going to die. But once it got moving and the breeze came coming through with the windows cracked, it was fine. I'm not going to press too long on Brand New's performance itself. If you like Brand New, it was everything you hoped for. I thought they were great. If you don't like Brand New, I don't think that that show is going to convert you over. It was it was for the fans. Convert, like. Converted a couple of the non-Brand New fans we went with, people who just went yeah. because they knew that we all liked them. Yeah. Yeah, yeah people are like, oh, oh I kind of want to go get some records of theirs now. Oh, yes. A good friend of the podcast and former interview guest, Chris Mandry. That's true. He was there. That's true. Uh, and it, no, yeah, Randy's not really his. You are right. You are right, though. That was that was a fan service show. Yeah, they definitely. Had a lot of songs for the yeah. kids. Yeah, they played stuff that you no, know, I didn't think they would play. Yeah. Um, but I will say we did spend about. I personally spent about twenty minutes uh, in the pit, which is something I haven't oh done. Oh my gosh. Um, and I for, way up in the pit. <laughs> and for you, you know, you're a big guy. You're you're six yeah. foot five. Like uh-huh. you're almost. It almost works against you because you're almost like a target when you go into the pit. It wasn't. It wasn't a pit like the way like a circle pit with a push pit with everybody like moshing around and fighting. For me, it was just being up in the front and. When everybody's moving, you know, that wave of people hits and you're, you know, your body shifts and you have no choice oh, yeah. but to move and you're fighting to stay on your feet. I mean, I remember during Sick Transit Gloria when they played that song, I fell down on my back, like probably four or five <laughs> people bad, back. Bad. And like, it's funny now, but when that happened, I fell flat on my back. Yeah. The sea of people is moving over me and somebody, like, I can feel feet tripping over yeah. my body. I'm on my back, and then somebody steps right down on, like, the front of my shoulder. Mm-hmm. And I finally, I got myself pulled back up, and I was done. I went to the back then. That was probably the yeah. scariest thing that's ever happened to me. I, uh, because I lost you in the pit. It was you. I lost everybody. It was you and me and our friend Mark. Mm-hmm. And I think we were the last three survivors who pushed forward into the pit initially. Yeah. Um, and I gave up when I lost you guys, because then all of a sudden it's just me in a sweaty group of people that I don't know. <laughs> And I'm like, well, there's no point anymore. Why am I here? Uh, so I, I ended up going in the back. Uh, the pit was the only thing, actually, last night that made me feel old, necessarily. Yeah. Because I had concerns, you know, brand new, for us, guys like you and me, and for the generation of people, the, the time frame who brand new really caters to, um, you know what I mean? We were young when we yeah. were into that, you know, about we 10 years old, or 10, year, 10 years ago when we really mm-hmm. got into that shit, maybe a little bit, you know, a little bit shorter time frame, but... Uh, I was no, it was probably longer. Longer, you think? Yeah. Yeah. Well, either way, I I was concerned that we were going to go there and I was going <clears> to feel so much older than the rest of the crowd, which right. is not the case. I did not feel that way no. at all. I felt well. You have to think, you know, when those when those albums, the you know the big ones that everybody really loves, came out fourteen years ago and twelve years ago, there were a lot of people our age who still come out for stuff like this. Yeah. I saw a lot of people in their. I saw more people in their late twenties than I saw early twenties. Yes, yeah, I did too, and I. Only the pit. The pit was the only part where I really felt a little bit like an old man. That when we were like not watching the show, not the fans. I just felt like an old man. I'm like, I can't do this anymore. Can't do it. Can't do it. I know. I know, dude. It's horrible. So 
it was it was tough, man. Mm-hmm. But I really enjoyed the concert. I enjoyed the whole. Uh, I enjoyed the whole trip. I enjoyed the brewery. Uh, I enjoyed the bands who opened for Brand New as oh, well. Oh, Manchester Orchestra was incredible. Yeah, they, they were great. They always are. Kevin Devine and the goddamn band were also really good. Kevin Devine kind of underrated anyway. Kevin Devine is highly underrated, and he they did that uh, the Neutral Milk Hotel cover, Holland 1945. Yep. That was really cool. That was very good. I wasn't expecting that. Erin uh, will be joining us in the studio in a minute, and uh, when she comes in, I'll ask her about what her best concert was. Uh, did you want to? I want to talk about this Barry Bonds thing. Uh, that I read this Barry Bonds now. Uh, Barry Bonds, after ten years, has finally been cleared of the remaining criminal charges. So I thought that was over forever ago. Right, so did I. But I just read about this last week. It's been apparently ten years mm-hmm. uh, since the whole steroid thing, and um, I just wanted to bring this up to you because I've been thinking about it. Do you think Barry Bonds should be in the Hall of Fame? I say let everybody in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, let all these people in the Hall of Fame. The Hall of Fame is basically a joke. Baseball's dying. Yeah. I love it, but like, whatever. What does it really matter? Like, it's the sanctity of the game. Like. You know, the skies are going to go blood red and, like, the mountains are going to open up and the earth's going to swallow us whole if we let these cheaters in. Yeah, he cheated. Is he a scumbag? Of course. Is he an asshole? Definitely. Let him in. When we drove through Cooperstown last night on the way to the brewery, I thought to myself, if Barry Bonds were here, it wouldn't be any worse. Maybe would be fine. <laughs> See what I mean? Still nice country. Let's, let's bring Aaron in to, uh, to talk about some more. We'll be right back. Patricia Neal. Strange. <laughs> Patricia Neal. Aaron's yeah. wearing sunglasses in the studio right now, um, affecting some sort of okay. face and voice. Hold on, I'll get my hair done. Um, Patricia Neal. <laughs> okay. All <laughs> right. I, got to, I saw, uh, I was hanging out at my house last night, and I saw TCM was showing The Day the Earth Stood Still 51 with Patricia Neal. Nice. Got my Patricia Neal vibe on today. That's the one with the one-eyed robot, right? Uh, Gort. Gort, yes. That's a good it's one. my all-time favorite top three movie. Remember we discussed this one? Is that what you're cosplaying as for the Fandemicon? No, I'm me again, remember? Me, that's right, I remember. Going um, as me. So, Aaron, uh, we got back from Omegang last night to see Brand New. Yeah. You were at Omegang just recently to see The Decemberists. Yes, I was. Mm-hmm. Um, what are your thoughts on Omegang Brewery as a venue? I, I gotta be honest, and friends that we were with when we were there are aware of this, is that I kept giving points to Omegang and points to Saranac as, okay. like, places. Yeah. So we would be there, and I'd be looking around like, mm, point to Saranac, like, just because I'm just, I like it better. But it was a wonderful venue. It was the first time I had been there, and it was lovely. Yeah, it was the first time I'd been there, too, and I really, I thought it was a great place to see a show. I've been there before. It is a great place to see a show. It's yeah. not, like I said, it's not my favorite brewery, but no. for, as far as a place to see a show, it's nice because they have all that land out there. You know, it's in the middle of nowhere, so there's a lot of space. That's yeah. exactly what it comes down to, is you were able to spread out if you wanted, or you could be up in the front. It had nice options. Um, well, let's uh, let's get a little local here, because I got some local stuff for us to talk about, guys. Cool. And it's, uh, it's another week, and another... Very interesting Kate Miller CNY article is becoming uh, a habit here to talk about her articles. It's true. It seems like. Um, but let's talk about this article. This was about, it was called Diverse Dishes. And it was about various restaurants in Utica that do specific genres of food. Italian, mm-hmm. French, blah, blah, blah. Uh, we, we talk about local food all the time, but we tend to stick close to the items that are specifically Utica items. Your tomato pies, your greens, your half moons. Sure. I think it's important to note that outside of those specific Utica items, Utica does have a really, really nice selection of actual restaurants. And that's something that I think a lot of people don't realize is that you can get food from all over the world in Utica. You know, because of our huge, diverse refugee population, there's so many different places to go where you can try, you know, Cambodian food and Bosnian food and just all sorts of stuff that you might not even know was there unless you went looking for it. It's very impressive. There's a lot of restaurants here. Uh, And she went through and named her favorite restaurants in all the genres. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to throw these at you, and I'm going to see what you guys think about agree, disagree. Do it! You ready? First, you start off with Greek, and this is very obvious. The answer was Simeon's. Right. Right. Simeon's... I think people forget that Simeon's exists sometimes. I love Simeon's. Simeon's is great. I don't know if I've ever had... 
a bad meal at Sammy. Well, there's, for me, a lot of the Greek food sort of blends in with, like, you know, places like the Grapevine and other stuff like that. Like, all the Syrian, Lebanese, Greek, all tends to fall under the same umbrella to me, personally. Sure. So I just sort of lump them all in. See, I'm with you on that completely, because I sometimes I can't tell what's what. As a Middle Eastern I'm guy. It. <laughs> see, I'm Middle Eastern, so for me, I can definitely tell the difference. Oh, don't say you're Middle Eastern. You're going to be on a list now. I know. I'm on all the lists. And other fly again. <laughs> I know. I can't afford to fly. What do you think I am? What is this? <laughs> what am I? The Mr. Rockefeller over here throwing my Benjamins around? Hey, give me a first class ticket. Uh, no. Um, I, sorry. I, I, like, I like Simeon's a lot, but I definitely can tell the difference. Uh, and that's why when I go to Simeon's, I try and get stuff that's more traditionally like Greek food. I never get grape leaves from Simeon's. Let's put no, it that way. No, no, no. Uh, you know what's awesome about Simeon's? One thing that I really have to say because I noticed it every time. Simeon, for as much money as he's got from being in the family restaurant business, and he doesn't have to go to his restaurant at all. You go in there on the weekend, he's in there with a water pitcher, going to tables, refilling mm-hmm. waters, making sure everybody's meal is good. And that's something that is that's so huge because he could just retire, go on vacation forever if he wanted to. But he's still in there showing that genuine hospitality. And you can tell it's a place where you really feel welcome like your family when you're in there. He also does this really cool thing where he employs people from different programs. Like the ARC will have have people that come in that he employs. And I, I always really admired that about him. He treats everybody very equally when when you when you're there when you see him. He's it's just nice a really to nice see person. successful people give back to the community. Exactly. A lot of people pay at lip service, but not a lot of people want to be boots on the ground like that. So that's cool. Yeah, he's awesome. Well, uh, you are both right. It's correct. He's oh, a good guy. Oh, I agree. Whoa. I agree with both of you. Opinions are correct. This is like a game. Uh, so let's move on. Uh, Indian restaurant. She said Taj Mahal. I don't even know if there is another Indian restaurant. Minar. I Minar. Think, yeah. I haven't been to Minar. I don't think. In years. No. Uh, but Taj Mahal was excellent when we yeah. went there. Well, they, uh, when we were at that Topping Tree event, they had they were giving out free samples outside. Yes, they were. It was very, very good. I can't eat a lot of Indian food because of the, the you gluten. know the gluten. But yeah. uh, and, and to that extent, I don't really know a lot about Indian food. So I don't know what has gluten and what doesn't. But everybody at the Topping Tree thing that I was at loved it. It was, so. it was quite good. That was, uh, that was chicken tiki masala. And I'm going to give you guys a little history about this. Chicken tiki oh, masala. thank God. Not, not history, but... <laughs> Chicken tikka masala is, for all intents and purposes, the general sow's chicken of Indian food. Oh. Like, if you, like the go-to the, basic. If, if you don't know dish. what you want and you've never had it before, get the chicken tikka masala. It's it's the baseline dish. And it was pretty good. If that's pretty good, you can almost assume that the rest of the food is all right. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, this is where it gets a little interesting. They She left an Italian restaurant section with a bunch of different ones on there. She said it's so hard to pick Hard to here. pick. She said Joey's on Mohawk Street, mm, okay. which is a, a classic spot. Nowhere on the list did it say, uh, what's the one that, the infamous one that you oh, can't... Politary Joe's. Politary Joe's, Joe's. there you go. Joe's. Nowhere yeah. was that on the list. But I sort of feel like it should never be on any list. No, no. Politary, politary <laughs> Joe's, like, you have to like know about it. It's underground. It's like you need an invitation to go there. You don't know They're open for like seven hours a week. You mm-hmm. come in, it's like the soup night. Like you come in and you ask for like butter for your bread. Like, get out. Mm. It's like one of those things. But there's so, I mean, there's so many great Italian places. Joey's is cool because Joey's reminds me of, like, being young, you know, when you go to your friend's houses for dinner. Going to my Italian friend's houses, yeah. it's exactly like that. Like, it's so home-style Italian. They make no frills about it just because they're a restaurant. They don't try to dress it up. They make the food, you know, the same way their grandparents probably made it. Yeah, yeah. it's really Joey, good. Joey's is underrated, too, because down that neighborhood, they get overlooked a lot. Mm-hmm. I mean, everybody knows about, you know, the Giorgio's and the different places like that. Bella Regina, of course, is delicious. Yeah. But Joey's is kind of hidden away down there in East Utica. Yeah, people, I forget, it is there sometimes. Yeah. Um, and we went there not too long ago, yeah, couple, I want to yeah, say. a couple years ago, I remember that. Um, we had a whole bunch of people there. We took, like, 12 people there. And I got the uh, the stuffed long hots, which I mm-hmm. was surprised. They're, they're excellent. We should go soon. We should go. We should go now. Right. Podcast so, is over. We're going to get some food. <laughs> I want to move on to this one, okay? And this is something that I need to make a point about. Uh, she put down uh, the Thai noodles, the pho noodles. Um, she put pho mekong, which is uh, yes. phenomenal. Yes. If I if I teach anyone anything from this whole podcasting experience, it's pronounced pho. P-H-O. The word is P-H-O. It's pronounced pho. Pho. It's like the other noodle place is called Forever Noodles. That's how I remember. Forever. It's not called pho. It's not called pho. Pho. Pho noodles. Okay? Okay. Why are you looking at me when you say that? I'm looking at both of you. Don't look at me. I've told you many times. A lot of Thai food is gluten-free because they use a lot of uh, rice noodles and stuff like that, so I'm able to Mm -hmm. eat a lot of Thai food, and I love it. I've always liked it. That's a good point. They do use a lot of rice noodles. Yes, I'm here for you. 
I'm able to offer a different perspective. Kind of a forgotten place to get, a uh, forgotten like genre of food. Like when I think that I'm going to go get something to eat, I never think to get like fun noodles. But, oh, like, but you can. But when you do get them, I always think like, like oh, I'm God. so dumb. Why don't I come here every day? Yeah, every time. And that's I an amazing place too. Uh, I, I, the people that own it are just the kindest, most, most lovely people too. Mm-hmm. So. She mentioned a couple other places I'd like to hit. Uh, Mexican, she put Rio Grande Tex-Mex. Uh, duh. Which is... Sorry. Uh, I, got, I got really excited just then. Agreed. Rio Grande Tex-Mex isn't, you know, it's it's like in the name. It's Tex-Mex, you know, it's a more Americanized, yeah. almost California style of Mexican food, but it can't be beat around here. Yeah. I mean, there used to be a place, El Canelo was open, that was like traditional yeah. Mexican food. And that was great, but uh, you can't beat Tex-Mex. I we mean, went to Pedro's Kitchen, and that was quite good, Pedro's actually. Kitchen was very good. Uh, I did. No, not bueno. I was there once, and I wasn't. I didn't like what I had chosen. So I'm also thinking, like, as a, I have picky eating needs. So I think they were probably over me at that point. Right. I'll just put it this way: not the most politically correct logo. No. Did not choose the most politically correct mm-hmm. logo. But I'll leave it at that. Uh, they mentioned nail, and they mentioned that nail was a French style. Uh, Food service. I don't know if it's French necessarily. Mm, no, they use nail. Nail gets a lot of uh, influence from you know a lot of like gastro pubs and a lot of mm-hmm. more fine dining things bleed over into their food. But at the end of the day, I mean, it's it's pub food, and they've made a more concerted effort since they revamped their menu to get a little bit more uh, like fine dining style with their yeah. food. But at the end of the day, I mean, it's still you know you can go in. It's it's pub food. Not pub food in the way that, like, you know, wings and subs and stuff or, you know, fried food so much, but. I think uh, they, they actually do always do really quality work. I'd have a hard time picking yeah. a genre, but almost everything they do is very. Would you go all right. the way to, like, Irish pub food? I yeah, mean, they got the scotch go, egg. Yeah, because uh, you can't go all the way no, there. No, they're, they're not all the way the way that somebody like Celtic Harp is pretty oh, yeah. all the way on it. Like, Celtic yeah. is pretty, they've got a lot of the traditional Irish stuff that you can't get anywhere else in the city, but. Nail, they've definitely got the Irish influence. I mean, yep. the Irish, as I'll speak for the entire Irish population right now, we've got our fingers in pretty much anything called pub with our food. Yes. Like, we're putting it out there. Um, well, this is where, well, since you got, that's your area, like Irish food. Well, being so, Irish, yeah, potatoes. Uh, as a Middle Eastern guy, I'm going to speak a little bit about this choice she made for Zenas. Uh, Zenas is really good. Zenas is very good. Uh, I appreciate Zenas and the grape, uh, grapevine, right? Mm-hmm. That's one in. Yep. Uh, they both do excellent falafel. I don't particularly like falafel. It's mm-hmm. not something we ate a lot as kids. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's really easy to mess up. Mm-hmm. They do excellent work on their falafel. It's very good. Uh, that being said, I think it's important to note, for me growing up, there was only one Middle Eastern place to go to. Karams. 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 I, I was just going to say Karams yeah. is where it's at. Karams. You can't touch Karams. Karams no, is less can. of a place to sit down and eat. You can sit no, down Karams and eat. Karams is more there. like a deli, like hop in, get your food, yeah. and leave. If there's a week that goes by that Karam's hummus is not in my fridge, it's considered a bad week. Uh, I, Honestly, I, that's just what it is. Meat pies, spinach pies in the morning oh, are so... Oh, my God, so, my family eats those like oh, crazy. Man, love yeah. them. They mentioned, uh, she mentions Taylor and Cook as well. I, I don't know what you would call Taylor and Cook. Fine dining. Just the finest. Fine dining. I mean, it's, yeah. no, it's, it's, it's not like fine dining, this is the finest. That's literally a fine dining restaurant. Like, that's high-end, you know what I mean? A lot of thought goes into the food, a lot of cooking techniques and dishes that you're not going to get it just like an average sit-down restaurant. You know what I mean? That's definitely, they, they're they pretty much the bar as far as fine dining goes around here, I'd say. I love it there. Yeah. I absolutely love it there. Well, they, I mean, yeah. everybody knows, you know, you don't have to sell the tail and cook up. Everybody knows, no, you know, our buddy no. Tim Hardiman down there does a great job. He's got a killer staff. Everybody, everybody who works there is so competent. Every server, every hostess, Joe at the bar, all of his cooks, that's one of the biggest things about them. I saw Tim Hardiman did a talk a couple weeks ago with Ryan Miller at the Thinkubator. It was kind of like an inside-the-actor's studio type thing almost where he was talking about being an entrepreneur running a restaurant around here. And that was one of the things that, you know, he talked about. He's like, you know, I can, you know, I cook the food, I come with these recipes and stuff. He's like, but my staff is second to none. And most of the people who work there have been there since they opened and they're happy there and they're not going to go anywhere else. Outside the fact they, they make crazy money working there, they, they love it there. The people are committed, and you can tell when you go in. The They're really like really a family. Um, real hot take from Kate Miller, CNY, here on this one. She says that Danielle's Imports has the best tomato pie in the city. Oh, she's uh, you can make that case. It's very good. It's quite good. I have always been a Roma's man. Mm-hmm. I feel like Roma's is my jam. Mm-hmm. Uh, I side with Roma's. Roma's. Napoli's is also very good. Napoli's is delicious. This this is eventually going to turn into the, the 
tomato pie taste we're gonna, we were talking we were talking about in a in a maiden utica staff meeting we had earlier this week we we're talking about making a taste test video we're gonna get tomato pies from like the five top places just sit around and make a video we're gonna try them all just you know shoot the shit and see what we like see what's going on yeah it's not a bad idea i'm gonna lick the sauce that's all of them on every one on every single piece um, here's an underrated place that wasn't mentioned. This is a place that me and Kev are very pop, uh, very big fans of. Pumpernickel doesn't get enough. Oh my god! Done. If you want to see Pumpernickel's Deli in Center Court at the New Hartford Shopping Center is the best lunch place in Utica, far and away. Not to take anything away from all the other wonderful places I like to go get lunch, but those guys do great work, and I love that it's hidden away. And it's almost like a, it's a secret in a lot of ways. Like, I've brought a lot of people there, and they're like, I didn't know this was here. This yeah. is amazing. I forgot it was there until we, we went that one day. Yeah. Uh, I got two quick points before we go to break I want to ask you guys. Uh, one, this one's, uh, I guess, more for you, Aaron. They're opening a Utica Coffee in Clinton. Yes, they are. On a scale of uh, zero to ten, how excited are you? Well, hold this? on. Just hold on one second there, Sam. A lot of people forget I worked at Utica Coffee. Oh. I didn't know I that. I didn't know that. Yes, I did, ladies and gentlemen. Mm-hmm. I worked the first, uh, the first time it opened, right in the very beginning, when it was Utica Roasting, and they were putting up, like, essentially putting up everything in there, and I was with uh, Prosper, and we opened it together, and I got I was able to work there for a while and help them along, and that was a lot of fun. Uh, so I have a soft heart for the Utica mm-hmm. Rosen Company, obviously, on top of the fact that it's brilliant. Secondly, I'd like to say that I had uh, a lovely interview in Cafe J, the place that's going to be uh, Utica Rosen Company, and you can see that uh, beautiful interview in the Clinton Courier. Thank there you. you. Thank you. It's... So, I- it's a wonderful article. I love me. I love seeing them expanding. They just bought that building downtown to expand the roasting facility for their wholesale and open a second cafe. I wish nothing but the best to, to Frank Elijah. I mean, he was the first person to be down in that very trendy bag square neighborhood. He was the first person to buy a building. Like, I'm going to make my stand right down here. And, you know, he keeps he keeps working his ass off to make it happen. I think awesome they're going to do see. wonderful work with, I think they're going to do wonderful um, business with the Hamilton College crowd mm-hmm. and the, Clinton, the yeah. Clinton people. I'm very excited about it coming to town. Well, and people like to buy something they can brand as local. Even though exactly. Clinton and Utica aren't the same city, they're close enough where you know, yeah. you're buying something local, and people love that, especially the younger college crowds. I feel like the younger demographics today are much more likely to go after local stuff and have more pride to buy local things. Yeah. Uh, I was going to – do we want to talk about the idea that maybe there's going to be parking meters on Genesee Street? Or we want to wait. We can hold it off, right? Yeah. Uh, they've always got a lot of plans for Genesee Street. Yeah. We'll talk about it when it comes to fruition. All right. Uh, let's – Let's take a break, and uh, we're going to listen to my interview earlier with uh, local local superstar, Heather. Oh, God. Uh, Heather from the Topping Tree. Is there anybody in the world better than Heather? Anybody? She's a sweet girl, and I butchered her last name, so I'm going to let her say it in the beginning of the interview, and she'll do a better job than <laughs> yes. I did. Wasluski. Uh, we'll Wasluski, there you go. We'll be back in just a minute with Heather Wasluski. Sure. Sure. I got, um, we got bought out by my landlords to leave. Oh, we got okay. 12 days notice. And where landlord. was this? I was in bed Okay, okay. Uh, 12 days notice yeah. from my landlord uh, because they uh, they were doing illegal uh, um, work on the house Okay. Uh, for years. And mm-hmm. the city found out, so all of a sudden the city said, ah, that's it, you guys, yeah. you got to get out of here. So they paid us to leave, and I have uh, a big you know, family in Utica and the town. So mm-hmm. I said it was time to come back. Absolutely. And that's an interesting question that I didn't have on my notes for you, uh, Heather. And Heather, I have to say right now, I'm already going to butcher your last name. So I'm going to need you to say it for it's the Wazalu- It's my new married name. It's Wazalewski. Wazalewski. Yeah, it's Vasilevsky originally. Wow. But oh, people, wow. people change it to Wazalewski because, <laughs> because that's how you look at it and pronounce it. Heather, it's a pleasure to have you on the show. We've been talking about having you on for... For a couple of weeks now, uh, ever since we came to the Topping Tree opening, okay. which was wonderful, by the way. Awesome. <laughs> I, I have to tell you, we didn't even get inside the store because it was so, so, so packed. Um, but I have to admit, almost every person I talk to when I see people, especially the women I'm friends with, they love the store. They support <laughs> it on social media. They support it all over the internet. I see them mm-hmm. wearing all the stuff. 
Uh, and I think it's really interesting. You started this. You started off as a radio person, right? Like you. Would, um, no, I actually. It's funny. I went to college for communications and radio and TV. Do you mind me asking where you went? I went to Morrisville and Plattsburgh. Okay, Morrisville, cool. All right. And I was like, they were the, the first college to ever have an online radio station back in like two thousand one. Ahead of so, its time. Yeah, so it was so ahead. There were, we didn't have those the little tapes. We went all digital. So. Mm. It was kind of cool. So, yeah, I went for that, but then I got into retail, and I tried to get some jobs, and it was not happening. Um, so, initially, from what I, I did, so a little bit of research here yeah. on the store. Um, you were an online-only store. Yep. How long ago did you open the online store? A year and a half ago. Oh, wow. So, it's really, that's pretty it's, short-term. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> so, that wasn't your only job. No, um, I left my job a year and a half ago to start an online store. Oh, wow. I, we start, I mean, we get, I stopped everything to take a chance to um, do this online, to try an online business. That's very impressive. So. I, I just feel like uh, that's got to be such a commitment, like, to go from an online thing to to, to have this real physical storefront oh, yeah. there. It's, it's really weird because I could hide behind the website online. Oh, yeah. You know, no one sees me, you know, and it's great, and I'm, I'm, you know, making these changes, but when you have to bring it to life, it's different because mm-hmm. now you're really putting yourself out there. But you also want to give the emotion and the feel the website gave them in real life to people, too. So, let's so see. It's been pretty... It hasn't been that long since the store... It's only been about um, almost four months. How do you feel uh, with the store being open? Is it, has it been positive it so far? It exceeded my expectations. Yeah. Beyond what we had expected. Uh, the outpour, the community, everybody, our fans that we've had for over a year and a half have mm-hmm. been so dedicated. and It's been awesome. Uh, could you tell me a little bit about your connection with Lindsay Lane? Um, I know Lindsay from high school, mm-hmm. and when her store first opened, I was her first customer, <laughs> and, <laughs> and she had said, she contacted me, she goes, I'm thinking about moving next door, would you be interested in my space? Mm-hmm. And I didn't plan on having a store, so I was like, okay, you know, I, yeah, why not? So I got in there, and now I have my store next door to her, but yeah, I've known Lindsay for a long time, and her energy and what she's done is absolutely amazing with yeah. Lindsay Lane, so, um, There's social- kind of... Yeah. Their social media presence is very, very impressive. Yes. And that's actually something I, I had written here to talk about with you. It does seem like you've really done an excellent job with your social media. Thanks. Do you feel like, is that a big part of Absolutely. the brand for you? Absolutely. I or? thought, at first I was like, everyone pushes Facebook, and we were, but Instagram was what it was. We started doing the share a smile thing mm-hmm. and putting out positive energy to people and making people feel like, well, you're part of this with us. It's not just me selling you some items. These, you're with us on this. and. I, it's just to me. I've never seen anything. It's it's exceeded in my expectations too. And I think that's really impressive. Uh, I think it's impressive uh, in this day and age in general when people can. You, you seem to have a drive in you, which is what makes this all work. You know, whether or not you you know anyone's vocalized it yeah. to you in person, like <laughs> to make something like this go from uh, an idea to an online store to a reality. That takes a certain amount of drive. And you can almost see it in the way you present your your oh. company. There's a real dedication to it, which I find very, um, very inspiring. In Thank you. When people say stuff, I feel so weird. I don't even know how to respond to that. I'm like, I'm just you know doing what I love. And that's the thing. Because you do, you're you doing what you love, it probably doesn't even to seem To me, I'm like just like it. doing yeah. my everyday. So, yeah. We talk about this on the show all the time. It's one of our constant uh, recurring themes is... Uh, is romantic style like jobs, jobs where you really, you love what you do mm-hmm. and you get up. And I think people lose that in this day and age. Now yeah. it's, it's so much about like, ah, uh, you know, can I afford to, to live this lifestyle with the job I have? But when you love what you're doing, it's almost worth it to me. It, yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's, Even if it's a little bit of money here and there, whatever it is, it's definitely worth it. Um, so with most of the stuff, and again, you're going to have to fill me in on, a, uh, there's not a whole bunch of, men's clothing in Topping Tree. So, so um, we just got our first shipment of men's bow ties coming this week. It was supposed to be last week, so we had a couple disappointed guys. But, um, yes, and, uh, a good friend of the podcast, the Utica Frisbee Club. Yeah, he uh, hasn't let me go Yeah, on yet. I know. So we do have men's bow ties, and we will have next year some men's headbands. But right now, we're just, we have to ease and slow. I, if I could bring in everything everybody wanted, it'd be great. But right now, it's bow ties and, like, uh, skincare and stuff for men. How uh, how involved are you with the actual design of the items that you sell in the store? It depends on what de- what designer I'm working with. Sure. Some of them already have stuff. Um, a lot of them, most of them, probably over 50, 60% let me design. They'll give me, send me fabric samples, sure. and then I will 
ask them, can you make this and this? And then they just design it specialty for us. Awesome. So every piece that comes in our store has been custom made for our store. That's amazing. And that's interesting. That's fun. So... Uh, now, I, I think, uh, and this was something that I, I spoke to uh, Maiden Udu, the founder, mm-hmm. Justin Parkinson, before you showed up in here, and we were talking a little bit about the exclusivity of some of the stuff in your store. Yeah. Um, and I think that's really smart. Now, how does this work? You just... I can't... I, you mean, like, they can Well, when you sell, talk to the designers, you tell them... I, that, yeah, that, that they cannot sell to anybody else anybody within else. 25 miles. That's really smart. Because that's what keeps us unique and different. It's... We, it's not that we don't want our vendor, or these women or designers to go and sell anywhere else locally, but we want to keep it exclusive because no, it keeps it special. No, it's smart. And um, so if they disagree with that, unfortunately, we can't carry their product any longer. So that That's great. Yeah. Um, something I did notice, uh, and I want to tie back into your social media presence a little bit on this, uh, you seem to have a lot of local people doing almost everything on the show, local yeah. models, uh I don't know who does the photography for you folks, but I assume it's probably... It's this Rebecca Turner. Rebecca Turner. Yep. She's Grimble. Yep. Uh, we've worked with a lot of great photographers, but she really yeah. caught the eye of us. So. It seems like you... And I don't know if this is conscious or not. It seems like there's a definite uh, uh, focus on local women in your business. <laughs> this, is there something that you... Was yeah. this part of the <laughs> this plan? This one's part open that I could find more women and the things that they're good at and be able to utilize that, their passion with my passion mm. and have people see that. So, uh, how many vendors do you think, you, how many vendors are you running with right now at the moment? Uh, eight. Eight vendors. Eight, yeah, yeah. that are full, fully working and making stuff for us. Wonderful. Yeah. Wonderful. Uh, what else do I have? I have some other stuff here for you. I wanted to, oh, I do want to talk about this. So you have the, the store in New Hartford. Yep. Uh, if you want to give it's Genesee Street. I don't yep, know. Yep, it's 56 Genesee 56 Street. 56 Genesee mm-hmm. Street. And it is a lovely storefront. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> what, you're welcome. Uh, what's the end game, though? Like, if you could look out uh, five years into the future. Well, I would hope to have, I would hope to have more stores. So you're looking to expand The more. whole idea is to get people to um, shop within the U.S., see all these amazing mm-hmm. designers, and have it in different locations. Like, is it all U.S. American made? Uh, everything's made Everything. in the U.S. Awesome. We, I mean, awesome. maybe one day we'll utilize out like mm-hmm. other designers in other areas, but right now we keep everything locally made in the U.S. So Sounds great. We know how they're made, where they're made, everything about this product mm-hmm. that comes in. So mm-hmm. that's really interesting. We know how many seamstress they have. <laughs> we know everything. Well, and again, that ties into what I was saying. It, you're, it's passionate it, to have those kind of feelings. To you need to know where this is coming from. It's yeah. important. Yeah. You know, do you, do you notice a difference? Um, do you notice a difference today? In do you think the store would have worked? I guess is the point that I'm getting at. Do you feel like the store is working now in this environment uh, that it's in? It, the city's into it. There's a lot of young yeah. people excited. Do you feel like the store would have worked like ten years ago? No, no, no don't way. Think so? I I don't only because no matter how passionate I I yeah. am about it, I think that you need the people to feel passionate about what mm-hmm. you're doing. And no matter what I try, I think because Utica and now. People are really into women run having business, and mm-hmm. oh, yeah. and women are really thriving right now. And so is this area. So this yes. area is just like it's like de- someone dehydrating, wanting water. They just they want more, and they want to grasp mm-hmm. more of these local businesses. Mm-hmm. And I think that if you ask me, that no, but now now it's yeah, showing yeah. it. It's you can see the change from what Utica was oh, to what it's becoming. That's so, a, that's another very common topic we come yeah, upon like in the show. Yeah, like just you can feel it. Well, I'm I'm very glad that you came on the show. Uh, and if people want to uh, to to contact you outside of the podcast, they can go to your Twitter yeah. at the Topping Tree. Yeah, and they can go to Instagram and Instagram Facebook. And Facebook. Um, Instagram is our big one. I mean, because we're posting three or yeah. four times a day usually on there. Um, but yes, they can find us on. Do you run with a website too, or not at all? Or the uh, Instagram with a website, or do you don't have like a toppingtree.com? There's oh yeah, we, oh, you ship, do as well. we ship we awesome. ship we ship nationwide. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah, that's what we oh, started. I, that's what we started. At. I only see you on the Instagram yeah. and Twitter, so I never I don't know if I've ever been to the actual. website. Yeah, the website oh. is nationwide, oh, yeah. and we're going to be building that up more that's now. Amazing. So we just wanted to kind of figure out what we were and where we're what we're doing. What's the farthest location you've shipped something? To? Uh, actually, California. California. We ship, we have a few people out in Denver. In Colorado, um, Massachusetts, um, Texas. So, um, well, before I let you go, are you involved in anything else besides Topping Tree locally? You wanted to promote or anything? Or well, it's more or less. Um, I'm not involved in really anything else. I, it's more or less the people that I'm working with. Sure. Like Rebecca Turner from Brinfill and She's a good friend of the show. Ashton McMichael, who is my the face of the Topping Tree and a makeup local makeup artist who's doing amazing. And sure. And so those are, like, two people I've worked really hard with, and um, 
I want to say something about. So I mean, no, there's great. so many more I could go all day. <laughs> but no, my passion is just that what I'm doing and helping women grow. So. So when are we going to see a Utica store proper? We're hoping, we're hoping within yeah. the next few years, yeah. South, South Utica is very lovely these I days. Know. I don't know. Yeah, you, and you also have a top and tree right down the road. So <laughs> maybe more towards Bag Square or something Smart, along yeah. that idea. So that I've talked to people about that. Maybe having a, like a weekend location for That's just nice. the weekend. Like a pop-up store. Maybe. Yeah, like something yeah. like that. So Yeah, that's yeah. a very New York thing you see all the time. Yeah, pop-up pop look. Yep. Uh, this is a question I ask everybody, and it's kind of an intense question. So if you want to take a second. Rachel, I thought you were Rachel. Oh my God, it's Heather. such a, I'm, it's okay. I'm the worst. That's okay. Worst podcast. <laughs> Goes to this guy. <laughs> In your own words, who are you? That's deep, I know. It's a, it's a deep question. You know, I feel like I'm a strong, independent woman, if That's you ask right. me. I feel like I've been through a lot, and mm. I'm, I can, I want to, I'm driven, what else am I supposed to one thing? No, I just think I'm strong and driven, and yeah. I'm not going to st- Nothing can really slow me down. Heather, I think the work you've done with Topping Tree has been very impressive. Thank you. I look forward to more success in the future. We're honored to have you on the show. Thank you so much. Uh, at the Topping Tree on Twitter, <laughs> toppingtree.com, all over the place. Instagram, Instagram, Pinterest, everything. You can find us. Heather, thank you very much for coming on. We're going to take a break. We'll be right back with Aaron and Kevin. Heather Wislowski. Oh, I'm never, oh, I'll never get it right. Lord. I got nothing. You're going to go spend a lot of money at the topic tree for all the disservice. By all. I also called her Just Rachel during the interview. I called her Rachel during the interview. I did. I'm the worst. The worst host of all time. <laughs> Anyhow. And she's so lovely. Uh, but she was lovely. And uh, again, at the topping tree on Twitter, toppingtree.com. Uh, I'll tell you what, her, her husband, Zach, is a good sport, too, because oh, he gosh. came in with her today, and he was hanging out in the green room with all the Maiden Utica squad out here celebrating our friend Cliff's birthday, waiting for everybody to hang out, and he came, he was a good sport, put off with her while she was doing an interview and everything like that, so thanks to him as well. Yeah. Not even putting up with her, putting up with the rest of us. Yes, for that's sure. What I, that's what I meant, putting yeah, up I with know. all the... He's lovely, I always liked him, too. Good guy. I have a couple potato chip-based stories, but uh, Aaron, did you have... Uh, you didn't have news stories as much as you had sports stories this week. It's sports news with new shoes. Sports news. See, I was going to call it sports in short shorts, but I don't think you wear short shorts as often as I, in my head, imagine. As often as you do. As often, yeah. <laughs> I'm not in my shortest shorts as much as you'd like to imagine. Yeah, I definitely imagine. Yeah, so. those thighs aren't really going there. So, um, sports news. <laughs> I, as you guys know, went to my first Mets game. Yes. I went on Thursday. It was magical. I saw the picture you sent me. It looked like you were sitting at home plate. I was sitting at home plate. Like literally inside the walls. Yeah, I was sitting. I was in the back. Closer than the umpire. I was the umpire for that game. It was awesome. That's how we won by 12 runs. But... (laughs) So you mean to tell me the only time the Mets can win by 12 runs is when they're cheating? Okay, good. Just go ahead. With me, though. Right. So... Uh, I got to see all of my favorite Mets. I got to see Jose Reyes. Even though he didn't play, it was still awesome. I cried three times. Just from sheer excitement, once in the Jackie Robinson rotunda, because, you know, you do. And then twice when I got to the field. It was just the coolest thing to have seats that close, to wave at Curtis Granderson and he waves back at you. Did you shout any sexual harassment at any of the players? You know what? I didn't. And here's why. I forgot to. <laughs> I was forgot. so excited that I forgot to be like, hey! I feel like, well, also, you were with your dad, and, like, poor Tom Higgins doesn't need it rubbed in his face. No, so he's he, having a nice father-daughter day at the he, baseball He field. understands. Like, he gets it. He's like, on, he's a, he, I don't know. So... I don't think I probably would have yelled as vulgar things. I probably would have toned it back a bit. But I did forget to say things. I did. I forgot a couple times. I did say, a, you know, nothing of great excitement. What was the highlight of the trip for you? You had to pick one moment from the from the game. Uh, I think walking down and sitting for the first time and mm-hmm. seeing everything mm-hmm. all in that first moment. Well, I remember when I was a kid, the first time I went to Yankee Stadium, you know, you get in, you're walking around. And then you walk out, you know, through the door in the concourse, and you walk out in the field, and it opens up in front of you, and you're just like, this field you've seen so many times on TV, like, just to get a look at it, that was the best part for me, too. And I'm, like, crying through my tears. I'm trying to find my seat, and I'm like, can you help me, please, sir? Like, and the fact is, it was so cool because I'm such a, a nerd, and I own it that I'm a nerd, and... 
I had my ticket, my dad had his ticket, and the guy would be like, oh, right this way, you're in the, like, you're in the special seating. Oh, 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 excuse me, peasants, you can't come down here. <laughs> like, it was very fancy. It was a lot fancier than I'm used to. So, on the heels of my very first Major League Baseball thing, exciting moment, I decided to do sports news. 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 I had, like, a moment there. <laughs> Today. <laughs> it's been a long day. So... Today I'm going to talk about two really quick sports things. I want to talk about the San Francisco Giants. They made their own Full House opening credits. Now, everybody loves the, the show Full House <laughs> from the 90s. And shot for shot, the San Francisco Giants remade it with them. Including a lovely... That's fantastic. A picnic scene in the very end with like Madison Baumgartner handing like a French bread to somebody. Was he the Bob Saget? Uh, character was he the I don't know which one he was I, he was in there I can't remember which one he was I watched it I know Bob Koch right Bob Koch was there and, and he he had the scene where he put the picture up like yeah. DJ it was magical it was it's a really really funny thing and if you haven't seen it obviously knowing that San Francisco is the basis for Full House it was mm-hmm. just it's really funny it's really good Watch it. It's like 45 seconds I, of sheer joy. I love joy. when you see sports, you know, with, with the internet and social media and stuff now, it's cool when you see sports teams and these athletes doing fun stuff like that. Oh, and yeah. Then, and it makes you like a team better when you see them doing, you know, something different and fun like that that kind of stands out. I know it'll never happen. I want there to be a time in the future when athletes are allowed to be on social media during the game. Because I would love to see somebody just tweet after a strikeout, like, this ref is an idiot. <laughs> oh, yeah. That call was bullshit. Yeah, that yeah. Oh, yeah. so much fun, dude. I gotta I'm be really... honest, I was kind of bummed during the game. The Mets did win by so many, uh, so many runs that nobody challenged any calls. Nobody, there was no mm. arguments. And I was really kind of excited to see that. But I did get to see... Uh, a couple home runs, which was really, really cool in my world. So that's my first news story, and I love it. It reminded me of the opening for Major League Baseball this year when a couple players, or I think it was one player from each team, did the monologue from Field of Dreams. Yeah, yeah. And I cried the first three times I saw it because I love that movie so much. And it was really nice, and I love this story. It was, you have to go and see it. It's all over the internet. It's on. Uh, I'm sure it's the on internet. YouTube. Yeah, and, you know, that crazy the internet. internet. Just go on the internet. That seems like something that a team like the Giants, who's a little more laid back. I feel like the Yankees yeah. are not, like, no. remaking the Night Court opening. because they're, like, they're too busy winning championships. <laughs> the Night Court opening. <laughs> you like Night Court, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, same with the Giants. Same with the Sick reference, bro. Everybody knows the references are always on point. That's a good show. Uh, I will say that uh, the San Francisco Giants aren't, like, slacks by any stretch of the imagination. No, no, they're no they're crushing it. They're First of all, <laughs> four and a half games in the lead. Four and a half games in the lead. Yes, four and a half points. It's going to be so bad when you guys blow it in, in September. Right I just off. can't get over the fact when that the Mets August, the Mets. So it was August and we're winning games. Yeah, it's not September. Getting, no, it's I definitely not like October. Fi- a couple of bunch of years ago, there were 15 games up at the end of August and September. They blew it. Like, didn't make the Those are the Willie Randolph years? Uh, maybe. Oh, yeah. I yes. like Willie Randolph, actually. How could you not? All right, so... The second story I have is not nearly as fun, but it's uh, equally as important. As you know, football is back. Mm. It's you mean, you back. mean never soccer? Left. No, football has oh. never left. I'm nobody ever American means soccer. Football. No one wants to I don't like football that much either, but nobody ever means soccer. No, never, ever. I'm not calling it football. Football? Like, so, football is back for all intents and purposes. It never left for some of us. Preseason, yep. However... There have been some situations lately and training camps and press conferences that have been really interesting. The Geno Smith getting punched out and nope. That's hilarious, by the way. breaking his jaw and then Rex Ryan immediately yeah. rolling over to hire the guy who punched him. For all you non-sports fans out there, Geno Smith is the quarterback for the sad, sad New York Jetropolitans. Woo. And uh, he got punched in the face, sucker punched by a guy on his own team and he got his jaw broken and is now going to miss half the season, which is the most New York Jets story I've ever heard. The New York Jets are a circus. And yes. then their ex-coach, who's now coach of the Bills, hired the guy... Who punched him out, which is great. Well, you just to rub it in their face. Oh, Good work, Rex. Brilliant. Furthermore, I don't, think there's any, I don't think it's any coincidence that Jets rhymes with Mets. So what were you going to say? What's the story about football? No coincidence. My story today is based on yesterday, or yesterday. Last week we talked a little bit about Donald Trump and his repulsive nature. He's the worst. Um, so this is kind of a surprising story. John Harbaugh, who's coach of the Ravens, made a supportive statement about Donald Trump's immigration plan this uh-huh. week. In a press conference he said, build a wall, it's not that hard. Hmm. That's absolute. So, what you mean to tell me that the old, rich, white man loves well, Donald Trump and hates Mexicans? Here's the thing, though. As yeah. a coach of a football team, you really and you have like you know you're all all of I'm we're all American and we're 
we love everybody and we have all these fans and Baltimore nonetheless. And you talk about these, these cities that are melting pots and you're going to tell me now that you're going to make a negative statement about immigration and you're going to back Donald Trump? Like, that's crazy breeding crazy. And his, I mean, everybody remembers his brother who uh, was just the craziest man on the face of the earth. Coach of Michigan now, ex-coach of San Francisco 49ers, other Harbaugh. What was his first name? John? Jim. Jim. Jim Harbaugh, who was the craziest person I've ever seen. They're both yeah. terrible individuals. But he, John always acted more normal. He was always the lower key of the well, two. And for him to come out with such a blanket statement like that is just, whoo. It's a little hot. makes me a little hot under the collar. I just feel like when you're when you're in the public eye and you're somebody like that, I would I would, I would never comment on anything. Because it doesn't take, I mean, anything you say can be taken the wrong way or somebody will take offense to it. I mean, we live in an outraged society. Exactly. And it, I would never make a statement about, hey, what's your opinion about this? Don't have one. Don't okay. care. Just here to win games. I'm about that action, boss. And that's, that's, what, it comes down. And that, that's what it comes down to. And that's what football really should be about. I don't think that football uh, players football, should be. Football, any sport. Not even that. Like, these, these people are allowed to have an opinion, but, like, just don't say it. Why would you even put yourself out there Because like you make yourself. Nothing you know, good I, comes from that. I don't, I don't remember sometimes that everything they say is. I don't, well, yeah, that, that's yeah. a big thing, too. A lot of, you know, old-timers don't realize that we live in a different world today, yeah. too. You know what I mean? But he said this in a press conference. It wasn't like he was uh, texting it to somebody. He was in a press conference in front of microphones and cameras. And sure. I don't know who thought to ask him a question about immigration. <laughs> hey, coach, you're going to win a Super Bowl? Oh, side note, what's your view on immigration? Like, none of those two, they don't, it doesn't make sense, so I'm not sure how it came up, what the context was. But Breaking news on ESPN right now, actually. John Harbaugh uh, fired by the Baltimore Ravens and immediately hired by the Arizona Cardinals. That's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy how that works. <laughs> it's a weird world we live in. Arizona's uh, horrible. They love racists they and Mexicans out in Arizona. Arizona's horrible. Um, That's really funny. Well, that's uh, it. That's all I got for news. That's great sports work today. Boop, 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 news with me. <laughs> Can I, I, I wish I had that as a soundboard. <laughs> I'm not a soundboard. A soundboard. Um, so I have two uh, small things I wanted to present to you guys before uh, Over Under, which I do have an excellent Over Under for you guys today. All right. Uh, but I have two stories, and both of them are based on potato chips. One, uh, right. we talked about it last week, the new Lay's potato chip flavors. Mm. Uh, Reuben, Southern Chicken and Biscuit. Gyro and uh, truffle fries. I've never had truffle fries, so I'm not really sure what to expect. I've now tried them. We've made our decision. Yes. Uh, the Uticast has stamped the Reuben as the winner. As the winner. I don't the gyro know. were pretty good, but I'm partial to kettle cooked chips. Anyway, they were all very good. Last year they had all these crazy, like just like mango salsa, which I liked, uh, but that's a weird flavor on a chip. It was not. They were all strange. Like this year they came in hot. All four flavors I thought were pretty good. I'll be honest with you about this. Last year's flavor, uh, bacon mac and cheese or something, right. was to die for. But the first was. year, the sriracha chips, I mm. bought bags yeah. by the arms. Yeah, the sriracha chips were good. I, I was thought, amazing. What is weird to me is like I've seen them do stuff like the bacon mac and cheese or like like cheesy garlic bread. These are basically chips that already exist. Exactly. It's like, you know what I mean? But I got to tell I think it's a good idea for them to do these crazy flavors. Because like we said, I was at the grocery store, and, you know, we tried because they come in the little bags, just like the little dollar bags. brilliant. And so you can get them all, and we got them all, and we, we were trying them and seeing what they were like. And it's it's a smart idea for them. Because if I go to the grocery store, I'm probably not going to buy chips. Like, I'm not going to just buy a bag of, like, sour cream and onion or salt and vinegar yeah. or barbecue or whatever. But seeing these crazy flavors will make me purchase a Lay's product when I probably wouldn't otherwise if I go to the store. And so we're, we're talking idea. about potato chips. Exactly. Exponentially more they, so. They do a good job. I think it's a really smart idea for Marketing-wise, it's brilliant. They do it with like, hey, submit like your hometown flavor. Like it was New York Reuben and like, you know, down south biscuits and gravy and stuff like that. And it's cool because it oh. gives people a little bit of local pride. How were the biscuits and gravy one? I didn't try them. Fire. They were good. They're all good. Really? Yeah. If you like southern style gravy, then they're good. I love southern style gravy. I love biscuits, but mm -hmm. I, they clog my arteries just thinking about them. Yeah. Um, so here's another potato chip related story. Uh, and here's the premise of this. This is a terrible idea, and you guys need to fix it. Okay? Me and Kevin? Yeah. We can oh. fix it. So there's a, a restaurant that opened in West Yorkshire, England called Mr. Crisp. Mr. Crisp? Mr. Crisp. He's right, Mr. Crisp. Anyway, what they sell at Mr. Crisp is you know how like you get a sandwich from the deli and it has chips on the side and you say I'm gonna take these chips and put it on my sandwich, right? Because yeah. that's a brilliant move. This place just sells bread with potato chips and dressing on the sandwich. That's it. You order your bread, you order the type of chip, 
and then you order the dressing. It's a, Is this the part where you're going to try to tell me that you wouldn't go in there and get something and I have to call you a liar to both of our loyal listeners? Because <laughs> I will if I have to, Sam, but I don't want to do that to you. I'm not saying that I wouldn't go in there and try something, but there's got to be a more functional idea than this. This is like... Sure there is. This but is people terrible, are going to go. We're talking about it, uh, aren't we? We're talking about it here in America. Place in England. Mr. Chris... Think about how Shivat said would be though. Like, yeah, give me a rye bread with uh, some Funyuns and some chocolate syrup. Dude, Blah. Funyuns on a sandwich sounds Blah. amazing. No thanks. Oh please, I'm not for it. You would be the first one for it. There. I don't know. Uh, I, I gotta be honest with you. Could you add stuff to it, like meat and cheese? Well, that, <laughs> then it's a sandwich place. That would just be sandwiches. Can you do they have add-ons? Uh, oh, can I add some like turkey? Uh, all right. They're like, hi, do you want our, we've got this sandwich, it's white bread with these Reuben chips, like, can I just have a Reuben perhaps? You're like, I'll have chips on the side. No, no, we put sandwich flavored chips on the sandwich in place of the expensive oh. stuff, <laughs> meat. like meat, vegetables, <laughs> and sauces. Uh, People must be flocking. Uh, let's play over-under, guys. You ready to play over-under? I'm ready. Over-under. All right. First, over-under, keeping in line with our conversation about potato chips, Pringles, overrated, underrated. Underrated. Wow. Pringles are great. Pringles are great. I feel like they're a little overrated because they're not an actual chip. It's like pressed chip into like a mold. Yeah, right. That's exactly it. It's something it's that not they, they are they are a unique and singular singular thing. Like it's it's a different thing. They are their own thing and they stand on their own separately. I don't know, man. Outside of the cheese flavor, I feel like they're all kind of crummy. You're sure. I don't know. Overrated. Uh, okay, so here's my take on the Pringles. My take on the Pringles is this I can't eat them. Gluten? They have gluten in a lot yep. of the flavors, yep. the, because it's like the the flavor the flavoring. I, right, I, the right. malt, it has like malt dextrin powder in it, which has to stick to things. Hmm. Subsequently, to murder my soul. So, the one Pringles that I used to have as, as like a kid, I loved them. They were wicked salty, really crispy. You can put them in your mouth like a duck bill. But I really can't say here because I haven't had them in six or seven years. Okay. I do see them in the, like, my brother used to like them, so I used to see them in, like, the canister in the kitchen and be mm-hmm. very jealous. Because I know they smelled like heaven, but. Yeah. All right. I'm going to knock these three out because we're getting running okay. along here, guys. Do it. Next one. The Rolling Stones. Overrated. Underrated. Whatever care. rated. Don't care at all. Don't care. Next. I try. I try so hard to care, but I just. I don't. like Jimmy Fallon's impression of Mick Jagger. They've got some great songs, but, like, realistically, whatever. Nobody cares. All right. Very good. Uh, well, wait, what's yours? They're a little bit underrated. At this point, yeah, they're yeah, a little bit. Are. Well, they're also like a, a bajillion years old. Yeah, they're... I just wish they'd stop. Yeah. Um, uh, Apple products. Overrated. Apple oh, my God. So... Wait, like, I hope we got another half an hour. So overrated. <laughs> Apple products. It's disgusting. Wait a minute. Are we talking about, like, the Apple iPhone or, like, Apple chips? Apple chips are underrated. Over, Apple chips are delicious. No, over, overpriced, incompatible shit for sheep that are just trying to flock to the crowd and don't give a shit about functionality. Dude, so I don't mind So overrated, it. it's disgusting. I don't wow. care. I don't have anything to say about it. Absolute I don't use trash. technology. I have an iPhone. I have an iPad. I have an iTouch. I have a Mac. Right. We're recording this on a Apple computer. Yeah, I mean, I have I, 86 Apple Your mouse products. tracker pad doesn't work. The keyboard very, barely works. Yeah, I spilled orange juice on it. Well, you're a sick and person. I have all, all my Highly products Highly overrated. We'll point. save this for another podcast because I got some plenty of hot takes. Orange juice. Underrated. Uh, <laughs> way underrated. Uh, I think Apple products are uh, perfectly rated for guys like me who aren't interested in learning more about computers than what looks nice. Right, but why would you pay so much more? Because I like opulence. Opulence. Yeah, uh, and last one is just for Aaron Arthur. Or Aaron Arthur, you're not Aaron Arthur. Oh, wow. Jesus. Wow. <laughs> Referencing ex-girlfriend. Aaron Arthur is Sam's ex-girlfriend, and wow. that's a strange moment. Wow. Wow. Uh, Ladies uh, and gentlemen, this is going to be my final wow. podcast. Aaron Higgins, uh, this one's just for you. No, I don't want to answer it anymore. Yeah, you do. That's not for her. It's for Aaron Arthur. I know. I'll, I'll let you know how Aaron Arthur feels about this. Overrated, underrated online shopping. Underrated. And here's why. Because I... I don't know if you guys, you guys obviously saw my tweet the other day about how I had gone out, had a couple drinks, came home, fell asleep, woke up the next morning and saw three receipts in my inbox saying that I had online shop half in my sleep. That's funny you say that because I was going to insert and make a point that I came home last week one night, we were all out and I had been drinking and I've only just started online shopping recently. Like I finally like actually got a debit card and stopped putting cash under my mattress but and I came home one night and I was drunk and I was on Amazon and next thing a couple days later I got like a Himalayan rock salt lamp at my house <laughs> and I got like these new sheets and all sorts of stuff 
and I'm just I'm looking at my email and I say like your purchase is confirmed like all this weird stuff that you don't need has been shipped <laughs> I get to so say, just coming home boozing and getting on Amazon I'm like yeah this is the, cool it's the first time I did it and I don't remember doing it because I had gone to bed and I woke up and it was like 4.15 in the morning or the receipts had come through my email box mm-hmm. and I looked at the first one and I did not there were three separate purchases three separate places I shopped I looked at the first one I did not look at the last two I figured it'll be a surprise there so I'll go. let you guys know how it goes but listen uh, online shopping, really quickly, you could do it in your sweatpants with a glass of wine, no matter what you do. Every Christmas, I online shop. It's supposed to be my, like, my third or fourth Christmas that I've strictly online shopped because it doesn't ruin Christmas for me. I just buy things really quickly. I have time to research them and do price matching all from the comfort of my couch. Underrated. Online shopping is the reason I own that Lucha Libre wrestling mask. It True. just showed up at my house one day because I forgot I bought it. The only tough thing about online shopping is that it's much tougher to shop locally. Yes. For places yes. like the Topping Tree and stuff like that, you know, other local businesses are tougher to shop there. Oh, but they ship nationwide if you go to ToppingTree.com. Guys, thank you so much for being here. Uh, we will be back next week. Shout out to Aaron Arthur. Oh, wow. Jesus. Jesus. <laughs> this is weird.